Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, and welcome to Bachelor Blab. I'm your host, Jackie Maroney, and I'm so excited. I have Erin Crabtree from Us Weekly here to chat about the finale of The Bachelor's, should I go out on a limb and say maybe worst franchise ever? Listen to your heart. I don't know. How have you been liking the show, Erin? Because I've asked all of my guests this, because we all seem kind of stuck with, given this pandemic and given our jobs working in media, we at least I feel that I was forced against my will to watch this program, but I'm open to all thoughts and opinions about it. Yeah, well, I've watched, I think, every Bachelor show, and I don't know, I don't know if I would classify this as the worst one, Um, but it definitely was rocky to start with. It was a very (laughs) slow start, and there have been many lulls since then in the weeks that have followed, but um, I think it kind of hit its stride at a certain point when when they got into the performances and stuff. Um, It became a little more enjoyable, but uh, definitely not their usual uh, thing with this show. Yeah, which is so shocking to me because of given everything that is going on in the world, I'm, it's actually, so when this first, when the whole pandemic happened, people were making jokes like, oh, ABC definitely like made coronavirus happen so that they could force people to watch Listen to Your Heart. And that didn't even happen. Even though people have really not much to do and everyone's stuck at home, it didn't perform as well as some of the other Bachelor shows. And I think, I mean, you can tell me what you think about this, but I think a big part of why this was such a rocky show was that the premise, I don't think was really thought out, right? Like the I struggled with, and we can get into it when we talk specifically about the different things that happened in the finale, that they kept trying to push this narrative of like, this is not a singing competition, this is a dating show, and like you're here for your relationships, your relationships. And so they're doing all these same things that normal Bachelor shows would do, like the fantasy suites. When And then w- when it comes down to it, none of that really seemed to matter in picking the winner, right? Like when it comes down to it, they pick the winner based on the last 10 minutes of the show with their singing performance. So right. the whole concept like was really lost on me. Like what was your understanding of really how to play this game? Because I feel like I don't, I still don't know like how it works. Yeah. So the first week I was really thrown off by it because I didn't think that they had a concrete concept going. Mm-hmm. Um, like night one, it just seemed like I didn't even know they were going to get into like, you're going to have to stick with a certain partner and you'll perform with that person each week and we're going to eliminate people. Like none of that was clear to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think that as I got more invested in it, I felt like I wanted the best singers to win. I didn't necessarily want the strongest couple to win. Like if I had my way, it would have been Rudy um, because (laughs) she was by far the best singer. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I don't, it kind of felt like every week they were switching up and like, what can we do this week to make it interesting? Maybe they didn't even know going into it what they were going to do. I'm not sure. No, for sure. I mean, as soon as Matt and Rudy decided 
they were leaving, I was so bummed. I was like, well, that was the only performance I was like, I feel deprived that we did not get to hear Rudy do that Whitney Houston cover because you know, it, it would have been absolutely incredible. And I, I was stuck with like, all right, well, I don't really care to watch Jamie and Trevor and Chris and Brie perform. I mean, they actually ended up, I think Chris and Brie ended up doing really well and they kind of surprised me because I have felt in the past that they come off as like just very low energy and very boring, but I do feel like they kind of brought it in this last performance. I did enjoy it compared to watching Jamie and Trevor. Yeah. But then I, I was so... I couldn't help maybe so what did you think about the fact that Matt and Rudy did eliminate themselves because I couldn't help but be sitting there I mean aside from my own personal feelings about wanting to hear Rudy sing I did not understand why they felt that they needed to leave like they and I can't help but wonder if it was producer manipulated because it's so obvious to me that they're the best 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 performers and yes probably the weakest couple and Mm -hmm. I can't help but wonder if the producers were like "Uh, oh shoot they can't actually go and perform because they're going to be so much better than everyone else then they're going to have to win but like they can't win because it's a dating show like someone got in someone's head to be like you can't go perform if you're not in love because why can't they that's what was so confusing to me yeah I think it was like partly an instance of Matt taking it a little too seriously like the rules he didn't seem like typical bachelor viewer like he didn't know who Chris Harrison was right (laughs) right so I think that maybe he felt like he had to be more serious with her that maybe he was leading her on if he continued on but like if he watched the show he would know like you know you don't actually have to be serious with this person just like have a conversation and decide whether you want to perform together so I'm sure that he was he had someone in his ear telling him like hey, if you're not ready to propose, which a proposal was not even on the table, but Chris made it seem like we were going to get to that stage. Like, if you're not ready for that, you need to leave because it's not fair to other people, which is kind of ridiculous in this show. So ridiculous. (laughs) Well, and I can't help but wonder if maybe it was the whole fantasy suite aspect and, like, the assumptions that come with what goes on in there that was maybe freaking him out. Like, maybe he didn't want to, like, get physical that way with Rudy and didn't want her to think something if they had had chosen to go in there and and that I can like understand and respect that he would like stop that before it got to that point even at the expense of like their musical performance but yeah that's what's so ridiculous is that I was watching this and my brother who had not watched any of the the series um and was just like watching the final episode because he was like sitting there was like, wait, but why does any of this matter? Like these people choosing to go into the fantasy suite or not going to the fantasy suite, what are the stakes? Because you're right, there is no engagement at the end of this, no proposal, nothing. It's like all that seemed to matter was their singing. Like the fact that Chris and Brie didn't go, chose not to do the fantasy suite yet could still give an amazing performance and then win. So it's just like we spend an hour and a half of this show on something that inevitably didn't end up really mattering. Like, I'm not really sure what the stakes were with this fantasy suite. Yeah. And I think that I noticed a lot more editing to this show than some of the other shows. Like, even in the previews, they would say things like the beginning preview, I think, of this episode, Matt was saying, I'm madly in love with her. And then the actual moment, he was like, 
oh gosh, I'm actually not madly in love with her. And they had just taken that little snippet of what he said to make us think that he had actually developed those feelings. Mm -hmm. So I do think that there was a lot more, and I think people saw this in Peter's season as well, like a lot more manipulation going on behind the scenes to where we as viewers are starting to notice it. Like even viewers who maybe still believe that parts of the show are real that aren't are starting to be like, hey, that didn't feel real. So I think that that, maybe they felt like it was going to be a little bit boring in parts and they manipulated some things to make it seem more interesting than it was. For sure. Um, Speaking of like what's real and not real, what do you think of, I mean, you know, we kind of, I guess, saw what happened to Rudy and Matt, but, you know, we have Chris and Bree and Jamie and Trevor. Did you, do you think either of them are actually in love? Um... I think definitely not with Jamie and Trevor. Yeah. Well, that was like kind of what I was alluding to. Like, yeah. You, like, did they, br- I don't know if it's actually been officially announced yet. Are they still together or what, what's the deal? Um, to my knowledge, neither of them have spoken on it yet. Okay. I feel like we're due a cryptic Instagram post at some point mm-hmm. uh, because I think that from what I'm feeling, I feel like they're probably broken up, but um, I think that they'll have to address that individually. I don't think the show. For sure. It was weird that the show didn't address it at the end since they gave an update on Chris and Brie. So that makes yeah, me I was kind of wondering, I, I mean, with all of the couples, like ev- after every single Bachelor show, we always then have this live, like kind of after the final rose thing. And we didn't get that. I'm wondering if maybe it's because of the pandemic and everything, like they couldn't get everyone together in one room because that was definitely missing because I feel like that and a lot of other things there were some loose ends that were not tied up there but like what I feel like the the whole Trevor and Jamie thing is interesting to me because I feel like you and everyone else I've spoken to about this no one actually believes that Trevor (laughs) liked Jamie or was I mean I'm I think he liked her enough to like spend those six weeks with her because it was um beneficial to his music career but you know we knew that one once the show's over like they're breaking up like he does not love her but yet he said and did all the right quote-unquote things so I'm just trying to figure out like what was it about him that was just like giving everyone these red flags of like you're a faker you're a faker you're a faker well I mean as soon as someone comes in like Natasha did and kind of waves the first red flag Mm -hmm. I think start to doubt those people but also I mean he seems to have a past of doing these types of things and we've already dealt with a Jed we know what a Jed looks like at this point and he reeked of Jedness to me so I think that even before Natasha came in like the fact that he'd been on American Idol and that he kind of fit this MO of a Jed type kind of threw me off. And Jamie is 21. Like she's, you know, she fits the type of um, those kind of inexperienced bachelor contestants who come on and they still are kind of starry eyed. And I think if he had paired up with maybe an older girl that the same things might not have happened. Um, But yeah, it just kind of felt like Hannah and Jed to me again. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to like put your finger on of like what it is. That, Cause like, even when like, you know, they made it to the fantasy suite and he's saying all of these like 
deep personal things about like, oh, Jamie has like, I've seen into her soul and all of these things. But then I guess the more I I think back on it, it's like, well, what does that mean? Like, what does, like, you know, they love to in Bachelor World say, oh, I'm, I'm falling in love with you. Um, And Trevor was very adamant to keep it at that falling in love point and never to like cross that line. So I guess, yeah, I, I'm curious to see where they kind of landed on that. And I'm also curious what your thoughts are on Chris and Brie, because on one hand, they obviously were the most steady and calm and mature about their relationship. But at the same time, like their choice not to go into the fantasy suite and kind of take things super slow was a little, at least surprising to me. I thought there was like no, no chance they wouldn't take that fantasy suite. Like, why do you think they didn't take that step? Um, I mean, I don't know. They never touched on whether they're bachelor people or not, but I kind of felt like they didn't see this as a bachelor type of process. They came into it like kind of focused on career, but open to finding someone, which is great. And that seems to have happened. Um, But I think that they didn't really see it as if we don't do the bachelor steps, we're not going to come out of here as serious as other couples. Like, they just kind of took it for what it was to them and um, made a decision based on that. They didn't, maybe they didn't like give in to the pressures of the process that maybe um, other contestants on other shows yeah. in the franchise have. No, that's a good point. And I think too, I also think, I mean, cause Brie said something about how like, because of her past, she wanted to like, she doesn't take that step lightly and was wanted to be um, very intentional about it. But um I think there's also, so I don't know. And she hasn't said like what it was about her past that made her feel that way. And she doesn't have to, but I also wonder if there was just the aspect of like, okay, we have one more day of this. We don't have to take this step on TV, right? Like we just need to have one more day. We sing our song and then we're done and we can finally be a couple together. So I do wonder if that was a consideration. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like it would be, for me, if I was on, like on national television and making these tri- like, oh, my parents are going to see this versus I feel like with Trevor and Jamie, it was almost the opposite where it was like, oh, we are on national television. This is what you do on a bachelor show. Like you have to take that step, whether you're really feeling ready for it or not. Yeah. And I feel like, um, I believe it was actually on us weekly's podcast. Um, Chris and Brie were on there and Brie pointed out that they had to get up the next morning and like be ready for this final performance where they were going to win or not win. So she said that she didn't want to be up all night, even just talking and risk being tired the next day. So to me too, that seems like, okay, they were focused on the competition side of things, even though like they built this strong relationship, they saw that, you know, they wanted the prize at the end, which I think is really, like you said, they're, they were, like mature and um, focused on the process, but also knew that they had time after if they wanted to pursue those other parts of their relationship. For sure. And that's such a, that's actually so interesting. I didn't know that uh, I didn't listen to that podcast. So I didn't know Brie had said that because also too, it seems to me with Brie and Chris, like they are musicians first, Mm -hmm. whereas like compare that to Trevor and Jamie, like, I'm sorry. I don't think they're good like that (laughs) like Trevor the fact that he was like almost bragging about the fact that he's never had professional voice (laughs) lessons before it's like dude this is your career question mark yeah Um, 
And my sister watched him on American Idol and she was defending him to me and saying like, oh, he was so good on American Idol. And I said, well, I don't know, like maybe it's that he doesn't know how to duet or like compliment someone else's voice. But yeah, I wasn't that impressed with his vocals in any of the performances. And Jamie, I feel like has a strong voice, but she's just still getting over her nerves. Like if she gets over that, I feel like she'll be improved. Yeah. And that's not to say either of them are like bad right like they're they're good singers they can carry tune but just compared to some of these other people it really just they did stand out as being weaker I think another aspect too was just the whole oh we we're singing but we also have to show that we're in love it was like this almost like overcompensating like Jamie always had to like touch Trevor's face and I'm like I don't think that's what you're supposed to be doing when you're trying to sing to someone um, like, in the street, touch face. <laughs> no, exactly. It was always just like, let me just touch you, touch you, touch you. Whereas compared to being Chris, they were able to just like stand in front of each other and like sing to each other. And that connection came across, which is, I feel so cheesy and stupid saying that. Cause like, what does that, that's one of the problems I had with the show was that how do you, judge someone's literal relationship from three minutes of them singing a song on stage but yet here I am being like oh yeah the chemistry was like so different with Brie and Chris as if it as if it meant something I don't know yeah I feel like everyone interpreted that as we have to touch a lot we have to like the there was one performance where Natasha and Ryan were like he was behind her and had his arms wrapped around her like Mm -hmm. they really went far with trying to show the chemistry since they were being judged on that and that made it more awkward and seem more fake to me oh yeah absolutely I totally agree so I want to ask so overall I think like did you enjoy this show like do you end slash do you think Bachelor Nation will and should do it again um I'm skeptical that we'll see the show again um, <laughs> okay. I don't think, you know, I feel like they're at the point where they just want to try a bunch of stuff and see what lands and what doesn't. Um, Mm -hmm. Like with Paradise, like that seemed like a weird concept to me, but that's one of my favorite shows now. Um, Whereas this seemed like a really weird concept and this bored me in a lot of times, you know, I feel like it could have been almost like a short YouTube series rather than a whole six episode show. Um, did I enjoy it? I feel like it came at just the right time when I'm really lacking for TV right now and I watch a lot of TV. So, um, I enjoyed that aspect of it and I enjoyed the performance part of it, but I didn't care about their dates and I don't necessarily care if any of them stay together. I am excited that people like Rudy and Natasha might be out like with an actual music career now so I do appreciate that aspect of it and I'll be following what they do career-wise for sure I think you know you know I think if they made some sort of like I think just the concept of the show logically doesn't work but there are aspects of it like the musical performances especially when the when like like I thought Brie and Chris at the very end there like I thought that was great like it's so fun to see people that you you know, that's why American Idol and The Voice work so well. Because you get to know these people, and then you see them do well, and you want them to do well. And that's all really fun. And to add, like, a relationship that you're potentially rooting for, I think is fun. The, the biggest fall-off for me was just there's no 
like these people are all musicians. So they're all quote unquote there for the wrong reasons, right? Like they're not first and foremost there to find love yet. They had to kind of force this love thing for, in order to continue to pursue their musical thing. And so then, then you get the Trevors who are just faking it. And I think there were other relationships as well that were just as disingenuous. So it's, it's, they just really need to work that out. Like how can we have couples that are singing where it's not, where they're not obligated to be in a couple to continue singing? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't almost like better as just a duets show, which wouldn't make it like part of the bachelor universe anymore if we didn't incorporate the love part of it. But I like the concept that people who sing together could also fall in love, but this was too short of a span to think that that was realistic. And yeah, uh, which is, I mean, it's not truly realistic on any of their shows, but this was super short and there were a lot of different things being thrown at them. So I think really it's just about if they're going to do it again, they need to like consolidate the idea and not make it so complicated like do performances make them pair up but don't incorporate all this other stuff about like okay and now you have to go on a date and are you going to do a fantasy Mm -hmm. all that stuff that's just too much stuff in one show for sure and and the notion that you like for example the whole matt and rudy they might have ended up really having more of a friendship than a romantic relationship. But like, that doesn't mean that they can't get on stage together and give like an amazing, uh, charismatic performance with great chemistry, right? Like this whole notion that you need to be in love to be able to sing well together is just not true. And that was like, I think more or less the foundation of the show. And that's just not a fact. Like that's, in that's not true. So yeah, they need to It's almost like they could do like, we're trying to find duos who are in love, but if you're not in love, that's okay. We're looking for the best artists. Like that seems like a better show than forcing them and then letting the actual better artists go home because they're not in love. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that Jamie and Trevor were even top two, it's just like, right. I, I, I never could guess that. <laughs> what? Sorry. What was that? I never would have guessed that at the beginning that they would be the final two. I was afraid they were going to win just because they, I felt like they were kind of set up from the beginning in that like Jamie was the first one out the limo and like that she had the love triangle with Ryan and then picked Trevor, even though like, I feel like bachelor viewers are smarter than that now to kind of see through some of that uh, editing to put people in those positions. But I thought that's what they were going to do and just be like, wow, look, she overcame her nervousness because of their love. And I was like, oh, I can't. If they end up winning, yeah. I'm done. It totally could have happened because it was up to five people who just met them. And, like, also the way that they right. judged things. Like, the Bachelor couple had to decide on the chemistry. The musical people had to decide on the music. Like, I don't know how you split that up either when you're picking a winner unless it's just unanimous, which it probably was. But I yeah. don't know how that judging process would even work oh, right <laughs> incredibly arbitrary not real units of measurement which is also yeah oh come on chris harrison do better <laughs> um well thank you so much for taking the time to share your thoughts where can people find you 
So I am writing for Us Weekly currently. I'm a digital writer, so I write entertainment news and celebrity news. So I'm on there doing that, but I also recap for them. Um, I won't be recapping Bachelor for a while since mm -hmm. we don't know when that's coming back, but whenever it is back, hopefully I'll be doing that for Us Weekly. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. And stay healthy, stay safe. It was such a blast talking to you. And yeah, have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.